You're listening to the Tipsy Bear Radio Show, a conversation on how we see it. Hey, hey. Hopefully you're having a good Saturday. Uh, we're not really sure what's going to go on with this episode, uh, but I'm Papa Bear, sitting here with my, as always, amazing co-host. George and Roses, baby. And our lovely... Weathering the storm producer, Danielle. Say hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, if you follow us, you may have noticed we put out kind of a shorter episode. I do believe today might be the first time we record where everything is in order. I think we've ordered I all just, the- I really wish you hadn't said that because I'm fairly certain you just jinxed us, Papa Bear. <laughs> you believe in that shit? Oh, 100%. Oh, see, you got that witch voodoo shit on. Yeah. Mm-mm. See, mm-mm. You know, I had an exorcism when I was baptized. So. See, that's some white people shit. Yeah. Hold on a that's second. That's some Catholic shit. Well. Hold that on is, a second. That so is, before I even get into a topic, <laughs> or whether this is bonus or <laughs> this goes on to the short episode I was talking about, yeah. um, what I was saying is that you may have noticed that uh, there was a, about a 30, 40 minute episode that came out. Normally we're a lot. Like under 30 minutes, yeah. We're a lot wordier than mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know. Things happen, and uh, you got the best part of the conversation, so that's all you have to worry about. Okay, Danielle, you were exercised? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> my parents are Catholic, and they were both previously divorced before they married each other. And in the state of Washington... Which that's already a sin right there. Yeah, but that's the thing. So no Catholic churches would baptize me or my younger sister because both my parents had been divorced previously. Without an annulment, right? Yeah, so they, so <sighs> they had to find one... They found one church in like Olympia, Washington, which is like a three or four hour drive from Seattle. And the guy was like, the priest, the guy, the guy, um, the priest was like, I will only baptize your daughters on the condition that I can perform an exorcism on both of them first. (laughs) And so, yeah. I mean, do I have to say anything more about why I dislike religion? (laughs) I mean. Also, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Still a Jezebel, honey. (laughs) Still a Jezebel. What's that that song? She got the devil in her eyes. The devil you know. Honey. That's probably not the melody, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole. No, but um, this is, I mean, I mean, damn, they made a fucking movie about it. Did your head spin? <laughs> I don't have a video of it, so I'm not really certain. No, I think it was just like, my parents explained it, it was, it was fairly like, like nonchalant. Like it wasn't like a serious to-do, but they performed they said some latin i think and in the six degrees of separation kind of way the academy uh saint luke academy the what do we call it k through eight so it was k through five and then you had to transfer to the big building which was yeah. middle school right was in the uh cleveland uh archdiocese and father ralph who taught oh i don't think he taught i actually think he just said mass at saint luke because mm-hmm. we had a church Dutch school mm-hmm. he was the uh archdiocese uh Exorcists. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shit. That's yeah. crazy. Like, like went to Catholic Rome, school too? Went to what? Rome, did the training, all that stuff. No, I didn't go to Catholic school. My parents, after they had us baptized, we were in the church for like a few years, but we never went through our first communion. And then they decided to like really not raise us in the church. Because my mom was like like devout Irish Catholic. Like her family was really, and so she wanted to be a nun. And then she got pregnant with her first kid and then she's resented us all ever since. But that's for another story. <laughs> Fucking A. See, I yeah. went to Catholic church. That, hard, um, that hardcore Catholicism can fuck some people. Yeah, up. especially oh, if you're not Catholic too, you are even like yeah. scrutinized even more yeah. and you pay more money as a, 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 like a non-Catholic student coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you pay more money, but also the Catholic students still pay the same amount because you have to donate each Sunday. 
yeah, to yeah. make the like make up for the tuition that is there. Tithing in the Catholic Church as well. Do they call it what? Tithing is that the same? Concept? I think so. I don't think it's a term that's used really anymore, but I've heard it. Because so in the obviously... Mormon Church, they still call it tithing. Yeah, of course. But yeah, that's yeah. it's through the, it's kind of the same concept though, right? Or that's more like a donation thing. I think that's more like a, a donation thing. I think because like when I went, we got a credit off of our outrageously gigantic um, tuition. Because you were in the church? Because we yeah, were well, registered oh, Catholic. Got it, got it, got it. But then my parents would put in like an envelope every weekend. So it's like this weird, hmm. it's like a rebate program. <laughs> yeah, they give you money back so you're you on, give you're, it right back to You're them. on a payment plan. Huh. Like we're not going to charge you up front 10 grand for your son's high school tuition. We'll charge you 7500 So it's like a But bookie. you should be at mass at least once a week giving us 50 bucks. So it's, yeah. like, it's like the mafia. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Like when they offer someone protection. Exactly. Well, I mean, isn't that the the? La and they're Costa... only offering you protection from them, essentially, right? Well, well, and the fires of hell. So damn, which they created. Damn. But see, this is when I gave up Catholicism. What are you showing us? <clears throat> Give me one second. I get into the little. I'm just trying to tell the listeners. The little kiki, the little kiki about the little pee pee that happened in the church church. Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're referring to. <laughs> Uh, so I went to Catholic school in Southern California. Not going to say where, because I don't want to like, actually, I went, I'm going to say where. <laughs> San Pedro, California, Mary Star of the Sea Bishop uh, Archdiocese yeah. is, uh, was in this movie called Deliver Us from Evil. Mm. And it's the documentary following the priest who was uh, molesting boys yeah. throughout the Catholic church and how the church mm. covered it up. Yeah. And I was and he's to, one of many. Yeah. One of many. And There's I started to watch this movie. And I noticed, I was like, oh, I see this guy on the news. It's like, oh, his face looks quite familiar. Oh, that's Roger Mahoney, my principal from the school that I went Shut to. Shut up. Covering Shit. up all of it. I was like, church didn't do anything. We don't have any responsibility of this and, and everything else. And when I saw his face on there and I said, absolutely fucking not. And that's when I was like, fuck Catholicism, fuck the yeah, church, yeah, yeah. everything. And my dad still tried to like bring me into Christian church and everything. But after seeing this movie and then seeing his face on there, yeah. I was like, imagine the shit that happened while I was there. Yeah. It's so weird for me because I think, I think there's a lot of people that struggle with still being in the church. I think there's people that are, I call them a la carte Catholics. They just kind of take like the community and the cookouts mm -hmm. and the, you know, all their kids go to a school together kind of thing. But they're not really going to chastise a homosexual on the street which also is the same as not supporting us, but that's mm -hmm. another different conversation. And then I think there's people that, like I have cousins that were never baptized. Their parents just never introduced them to the church. If, yeah. they, if they were to go to church, they wouldn't be looked at any differently. It was just going to be their own discussion. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's people like me where I went through this kind of like almost a revolution of change where First, I was, I felt kind of my homosexuality and then my whole coming out. So there was my distancing from the teachings of the church. Mm. I was still going to a Catholic high school. Everyone in my family was still, it was actually Jesuit, in fact. So you're really educated on Catholicism because um, of the vow of education they take. Um, but then there's also, you know, then my brother's suicide, you know. So then I kind of got angry at God. Mm. And then I was in pre-med. And I was becoming more of a scientist, so I was seeing the lack of the existence of God. Mm. So my mind was kind of made up somewhere in my early 20s, mid-20s, I would say. And now I'm in a place 
where that's all said and done. I've closed the book on not right. believing in God and all our stuff. And I've turned to stuff like deliver us from evil, where now I'm angry at organized religion. Right, 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 right. Because I do, I do see the good it can do. Listen, if you want to believe in a fairy tale, that's you. And that's also my opinion, you know, but that's, that's how I'm stating it. But the idea is, if you want to live in a fairy tale, and that's fine. It's almost like the a la carte Catholics are better. Mm. But the problem is no, or even a la carte Christians or Jews or whatever flag you fly under. If there's any sort of discrimination of any kind or burning in the fiery hells or this is evil. And we can prove that it's not. There's nothing wrong with being a homosexual. There's nothing wrong with being a transsexual. There's nothing wrong. Right. With, some of these churches had a problem with the color of your skin for so long. You know, if you're just going for that good, I need hope and faith and love and charity. That's great. But if your religion is not addressing how many people it's hurting, well, right. then you're on the side of the oppressor. I'm right. sorry. It's, a, it's, you know? a, it's like the same thing as like uh, a Catholic person saying, oh, I love the gays. I love the gays. But it's a complete contradiction to what you're learning in the fucking church. Yeah. It's the same thing as like Trump supporters being like, I'm not racist. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, exactly. um, but like. But you're supportive of someone who is. Right. That's a big problem. You know what I mean? So. And I, listen, I have to applaud. There's a lot of churches. You and I and Danielle as well, all of us growing up. Um, around or in or being Catholic. Um, there are other faiths in the Christian religion that I actually have to applaud. I mean, the Presbyterians, the Episcopalians, yeah, the, the Baptists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three, I can say for sure. Mm, I've the had, Baptists are questionable. No, but I'm saying my personal experiences. I have been to Baptist congregations. I have been to Episcopal cathedrals. You know? Yeah, yeah. They'll have lesbian ministers. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, that members of their clergy are married. There's... The gay choir's there, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's Completely. all celebrated in life and love. And see, I think more so for the Episcopalians than the Baptists itself. The Baptists are the gays and the lesbian in there, but they're not spoken about. Right. I mean, I think that's a Southern Baptist thing. Yeah. I yeah, only yeah. know Northern Baptists, which uh, are very different. Southern Baptists like Michigan, be, Northern Baptists, or like? Yeah, like Ohio, like inner city. Okay. So it's it has this touch of kind of Southern Baptist, but it's a little more metropolitan. Gotcha. You gotcha, know, so gotcha. a couple of my um, so it's not like friends are, are people of color and uh, I would visit them in Detroit and we would go and like they right. would, they'd cook that Sunday spread you were talking about in the food episode. Baby! But mm. we would, but everyone would be expected to go to Sunday service yeah. with them. You didn't have to believe or anything. And listen, the God talk was there, but there was no hellfire and brimstone. The lesson was about love and hope and charity and, Right. It was a joyful celebration, you know, and everyone was included. I remember that there was a big black minister and he was wearing a rainbow stole over like this popping suit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I thought, this is great. This is wonderful. But, you know. There's also the problem of the money. See, look, this is a podcast about religion now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and like the money that's rooted within the church and yeah. being so yeah, fucked yeah. up too, you know, so. Well, and I mean, you know, they could sell off one chalice that they considered used by Christ or something, you know, the Holy Grail. Oh, wow. You know, and you could you could solve world hunger. Right, right, <laughs> right, mean, right. They have so much money. They own so much land. Who's the who's the uh, the white preacher who was like having a private jet? And oh, I can't remember you know his name. He's about. the guy. He his face oh, looks like James. it's leather. No, 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 no. He has a private jet and like. He's the one that said, God wants me to have a private jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me look it up real quick because Danielle's actually on wine duty. 
Sorry, evangelical sorry. private jet. You think that'll work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People at home are probably screaming his name. They're like, why don't you know that? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, what is his name? Kenneth Copeland. Mm. Kenneth Copeland. You saw the interviewer like, he was like in her face and whatnot. He looks like, he looks like if the... Um, the mascot on the cover of Mad Magazine. Oh, fuck. Or to grow up and become yeah, an event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with a bad toupee. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if if you had a vision of what the devil would look like. Look it like would him. Be like that, you know. The movie I was talking about with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. And Absolutely. Like, what? And, you know, it's like you said, the whole money thing is crazy to me. It's, it's obviously done in jest, but there's a semi- drama comedy that came out on HBO called The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. And it's about this Southern preaching family. Mm. And it kind of shows that, like, the dad is a true believer in miracles, but he's also a staunch businessman. And the kids are kind of floating in on the evangelical, sorry, I shouldn't say evangelical, tele-evangelical mm, mm-hmm. um, money. And it's it's hysterical. It's, um, what is, oh, God, it's another name I'm going to forget. Why am I so bad with names today? Danny Danny Murphy, is that his name? Who's in Eastbound and Danny Down? McBride. Danny McBride. So he's one of the creators of it. John Goodman plays the dad. It's nice. really, really good. It's funny. Yeah, I didn't expect to get into a religious podcast today, but here we are. Now let's talk about some sex now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that priest that got caught having sex in a corset with a dominatrix on the altar of his Oh, party? I did see the news on that. Oh, I didn't read God. into it because I already knew it was going to be some kinky I shit. I mean, what do you... What do they charge him with? Nothing. Prostitution, maybe? Not really. Maybe prostitution? She I mean, could just say it was consenting can, adult. They could be friends doing this yeah. shit. You, desecration, while it may make some people clutch their pearls, right. is not a, a, a misdemeanor or felony. No, and also it could just be a workshop. A workshop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> They're working their two-person show out. Hey. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, Father, you got to believe me. And officers, you got to uncuff me. I'm telling you, when you see Sunday's sermon, this is going to make so much sense. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is he's like one of those theater priests that always tries to put a show on. It'd be interesting to see an actual play or a musical done in that way, but I know that that would never happen because you have too many white folks who are religious who won't pay to come see something yeah, yeah. that has to do anti-church or yeah. anti-Jesus and whatnot, you know? Oh, absolutely. But I mean, that that leads me to the thing. And you know that I always bring up these little points, but I never want this to be a political podcast. I don't think any of us do. With that being said, you know, the three of us sitting around the table and a lot of our listeners are in Europe, but, you know, we have a problem with our politics being tied to religion. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have a big, big problem because you're making real decisions based on something. And you know what? Hold on. I'll throw everyone a bone out there, even though this isn't really the way I think. You're making real life decisions based on something we have yet to prove is real life. That was even written in exactly. real life. You know? You still trying to find little papers that um, yeah, yeah. Moses wrote? Ha! Huh. Well, and they got caught with some document that they brought out of the Vatican vault that had been aged, like unnaturally aged. Really? Yeah, it wasn't that old. Crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, just so they could get their way. And it's, you know, back home. And I I mean, listen, we live in Germany. We're in Berlin right now. And the leading party of democratic socialism is the Christian Democratic Union. Mm -hmm. But I've never felt like we live in a religious state. You know, you go back home to the States and it's like, you go down to Alabama 
and you get funny looks for the way you dress, right? You they're just gonna assume you're gay if you have style. Right. Completely. And then because they've assumed you're gay, they assume you're a terrible person. Right. Because of what they're getting within the four walls of their congregation. Totally. Then those people go to the ballot boxes and pick our leaders. Yeah. That's the whole it's not religion and and politics are combined together i mean they talk about separation of church and state and in it's that never orange blobs address literally yesterday in that address he did in was it new mexico was he in new mexico Girl, i don't know how you watch that i don't you see i came back sitting seeing you listening and watching i was like well why are you wasting all this good hard energy doing this when you could be having a little drink, have, you know, chilling. Talking I was about having it. a little drink. I know, but like being- And I was stoned. <laughs> social, like having a good time. Because right. I can tell your, your blood was boiling back there. It was, it like, was. So why even have your blood boil when it could be simmering and like chilling, you know, in that back heat? I think because- And I get that you need to like kind of catch up with the things- Well, that that's what it is. There. I think it's because my political affiliations always keep me so- I don't, huh, I don't want to say like placid because that's not the truth. You know me. I can get fired up with somebody in my own view. But I also think it's good with that placidness at times mm -hmm. to bring in the kind of boil, that kind of get your fires going. Mm. Because, you know, there's times I will flip over and I'll watch Fox News. Just, you know, it's like getting intel, you know, on the enemy from the actual enemy, you know, and you can just... So anyways, what I was going to say, though, we haven't had the separation of church and state because of how fucked up and ingrained religion is to everything. You know, it's like religion, slavery, uh, capitalism. It's all ingrained into this whole system that can't get it right. Mm -hmm. So in his address last night in this, you know, he's standing in front of Marine One and, you know, everyone's there without masks piled on top of each other. And then really? he says, look what we've done for the Catholic schools. We've already made sure that, you know, a billion dollars to Catholic schools. And I'm like, where's the separation of church and state? Oh, Betsy, you've been sucking your dick then. That's yeah. how you got that billion, that billion dollars. How is tax money going to the Catholic churches? They wow. don't even pay tax. How are they getting tax money? At least corporations who got bailed out, at least corporations who got bailed out evade their taxes. They still right. have to go through the paperwork and file them. They just say, oh, we're we're a church. We don't pay taxes. That's fucked up. It is. I'm trying to think of this movie. I And I can see bits and pieces. I want to say it's a Stephen King film. Mm. But it was like two churches living in the same town that were against each other. And needful things? Is that it? Is it needful oh, things? Oh, please tell me that's it. Hold on. I'm doing a little I'm, fact I'm only saying that because I think Needful Things, I remember a priest being in it. Like, yes, yes, yes. There was yes, a yes. fire burning And then the, the town is like literally against each other. Yeah, I think it's Needful Things. I, oh, it is. It is. Oh, it look, is. I nailed it. <laughs> Watch Needful Things. It's a very fucked up movie. Yeah. Stephen King, was, his writing got a little uh, in the last He's couple of years. He's still kind of genius, though. Oh, the guy's, the guy's an absolute genius. You know? I mean, so, I mean, there's a lot of great writers that are geniuses. Um, do we want to get off of religion? How do you feel about Michael Moore? What's that? How do you feel about Michael Moore? How do I feel about Michael Moore? Genius. I think he's an absolute genius. Yeah. yeah. Are we just talking about geniuses in entertainment now? Mm. <laughs> yeah, right? We went from Stephen King to Michael Moore. I was like, are they both from Boston? I know Stephen King is. Well, he's from Massachusetts. New England, I should say. He's from New England. Is Michael Moore from New England? No. No, he's not from Flint, is he? No, I don't know. No. He did that. You're from Flint. He, he did that. Yeah, he did Roger and Me. If you haven't seen Roger and Me, guys. That's great. 
And you know what's scary is Roger and me was almost 40 years ago. And like. What's Roger and me? Big companies haven't changed. The documentary that he did on Flint, Michigan, it's called Roger. Oh, and me. okay. Okay. And uh, it talks about how, you know, uh, General Motors. Oh, uh, I think it was, he is from Flint, isn't he? Man, I'm two for two today. Wow. Look at me. Um, no, but if you guys at home, if, uh, watch Roger and me. And the scary thing is, is that nothing's changed. It's all about these big car companies screwing these people over, towns being decimated right? Um, because oh, of this. I mean, everything. Yeah. Bowling for Columbine, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everything he's done is, like, is everything. It's a change. You know, he had a uh, one-man show in Broadway. Mm-hmm. He did. I was dying to see that. Dying. To I didn't see get a that. chance to see it. I know. Everyone I think it closed it right when COVID started to happen. Uh, there were a couple protesters in the audience and whatnot. We talked about that. We've lost so much. You know, Josh, uh, uh, my business partner's boyfriend, had posted this beautiful thing on his Facebook about remembering, um, you know, theater people and just artists in general and. Um, I'll pull the quote up when our when our guest shows up because I want him to hear it. But it was the general idea of it was remember that these people are out of work, and while you may say, "Oh, boo hoo hoo," you know they're celebrities or they work in the arts and stuff, the full gamut of people are very different. One financially, and two, when they're out of work and you've got nothing to watch, like watching entertainment is good for you, right? It's good to sit on a sofa a whole rainy Saturday and binge a show. It's good to get dressed up and go out to the theater. It's good to hear a new album. We're going to have a bit of a gap. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people yeah. people always wondered what it was like to live like a pioneer. No TV, only a book out in the sun. Well, there'll just be replays of all old TV yeah. shows now again. And, you know, hopefully that will bring some more money back to artists who yeah, yeah. haven't been on a TV Residuals. or, you know, yeah. a, a movie for a while. Um, you know, as long as they stop remaking shit, stop remaking uh, old classics. I'm over that bullshit. And not only that, but like the remaking is really bad. And so is like the, some of, okay, I shouldn't say all, I don't want to make a blanket statement. A lot lately of the turning into a movie mm. has been terrible. Like Cats. Say no more. Phantom of the Opera. Did it? Did they do that in the, into a movie? Yeah, they did into a movie like a decade ago. It was terrible. Absolutely not. Oh, absolutely not. Uh-uh. Um, actually, I, and I'm and so, but the this. remakes are killing me too. I was just watching. Um, oh gosh, um, it's right on my tip of my tongue. This is what happens when you have four hours. Is it a musical? No. Um, oh, uh, still Magnolias, the remake. Oh, with Queen Latifah. Yeah. With Queen Latifah. They did a Rashad, remake of Steel Magnolia. But an all-black cast. It was like a television movie. It was an all-black, like, Lifetime series. Kind okay. Of. Now, you know me. I'm a supporter for an all-black cast. I but am, I'm also but... a supporter for an all-black cast new story. New story. It's kind of hard to bring off that Southern charm of Southern well-to-do white women yeah. as black women. I mean, part of those those lines and the humor and whatnot is the ridiculousness of housewives and hairdressers. and Right. Not to say that people of color aren't those people, but I, I mean, I don't want to overstep. You tell me. It, I it was, think it was, I was all right. It was because since Felicia Rashad, Alfred Woodard, Joe Scott, <coughs> Queen Latifah, um, oh, the cast was all star. Yeah, all star. But if you're it, remaking something that shouldn't be remade. Right, in a in a in a way that Jill Scott ha- had to put on this Southern Baptist kind of. Talking like this, and oh, what about those curls? I was like, 
you're not Dolly Parton, girl. She already has it. Don't need to put it on, you know. And I, I felt like me. they were trying to emote, like, taking this classic and, like, putting in a black thing. It's the same way that they tried to do, um, I wouldn't say a remake, but, like, a little kind of two-hour spot of uh, all-black cast of the Golden Girls. So I was like, bitch, you already have 227. <laughs> right? You have 227. So, that, so that's the point I was driving at and cut myself off before I sound like yeah. I was an overstepping white man. Um, I love an all-black cast, but give an all-black cast, you know, their own new thing. Right. You know, they didn't take Sophia and Dorothy and, you know, and make them black. Mm -hmm. They gave them 227. Right. They took these. And they came out the same time as. Yeah. It actually came out the same day. Yeah. Golden Girls, I think, was September 10th. 227 was September 11th. Like, boom, boom, boom. Are we making Golden Girls with an all-black cast now? I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's not going to go well. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. Especially no. with how good all of uh, the storylines were because they dealt with racial tension and because right. they dealt with homophobia and, you know, all that stuff. It's it's weird that what are you going to do? You're going to just put them in and go through the same issues that, you know, four open-minded older white men went went through. Right. Or white women, rather. Sorry. Um, you're not... I don't know. You're just not going to get the appeal. And I'm not saying I don't want to hear of the struggle of for aging black women, but I think you can completely spin this storyline. I don't think you have to remake the Golden Girls with people of color. No, it's like, oh, we're gonna make an all black version of Roseanne. No, bitch. God, Absolutely you are so not. Stuck on Roseanne, aren't you? I'm just talking about these classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, exactly white live families, and then trying to modernize it so that you feel like black folks might feel the same way. I'm like. Black folks gonna watch Still Magnolias with Queen Latifah because they relate to those characters. They're not gonna relate to the story, honey. Wait, do yeah. you think that the using an all-black cast to remake it, like they wouldn't do it if they were doing it with an all-white cast? Like, part of what they're doing is just to remake it with an all-black cast? No, I think they're remaking it with an all-black cast. I think that's the that's the purpose. The purpose. It, it wasn't on. So the all-black cast came first, then the show to remake came second. No, the show to be remade with an all-black cast, and then who do you put in it? Not let's remake the show, and then they just happen to see well, everyone audition. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, look at that! We ended up with an all-black cast. You know. So I think with that, we'll take a little, take a little break. Let's take a boobity boobity bop, 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 bop. <laughs>